Good morning, everybody. Welcome to uh, Gadsden First Methodist Church. We are so glad that you are here with us this morning to worship. My mom actually just walked into church, and it's her birthday today. So happy birthday to her. Our uh, tornado buckets uh, for the United Methodist Warehouse, um, you know what? The ones that have been sitting all around the church, they all went home with you. So if you want more, let us know. We can get more. But we're so excited to be filling those up and helping people when a tornado strikes. Uh, The Early Learning Center here at the church had a graduation this past week. They had 12 graduates, and I just think we need to give a round of applause for Helene Haller and the Early Learning staff. They are awesome. They let these kids have an awesome, fun year, even with all the challenges this year has brought uh, with masks and quarantines, all the things. They had an awesome, awesome, fun year, so that's a great thing to celebrate. We had the best church picnic of all time, of any church in the history of the world. We had the best church picnic last week. And the great news is that church picnic did not end Wednesday nights for youth and kids. We're still going strong, aren't we, Catherine? So that's exciting. Um, Vacation Bible School is just around the corner, June 7th through 10th. It's going to be Discovery on Adventure Island. You're going to want to sign up to help. It's going to be great. Um, And next Sunday at the Gadsden Country Club uh, at one o'clock. There is a celebration of life for Joan Hightower and everyone is invited to join uh, for that. Um, And I wanted to let you know these flowers uh, at the altar are in memory of Mark Swan in honor of his family by Ruth uh, Kolker and Sid and Barbara Pachter. Um, So now I just wanted to let you know our church has uh, been partnering and and doing some work with uh, Stripland Elementary down the street. We just recently had Teacher Appreciation Day. We love Stripland Elementary School. And today we have our special guest, Mr. Ash, who we all know by now, but Mr. Ash is here and he's gonna come say a few words. Good morning, good morning. Thank you for the warm welcome. Um, just want to greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we're just so excited and thrilled for the work that you all have done in my short time at Stripling. You know, I really kind of want to start off by sharing a verse with you all. Um, this verse comes out of Matthew chapter 9, um, and, it, and it starts in verse 37. It says, Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray you therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And one thing that I can say as a principal at Stripling, by your contributions, your hard work, your dedication, you have helped shift a culture um, that really wasn't there in place beforehand. And I actually pray that God will send the right people and you are the right and amazing people. So we thank you so much for all the things that you do for our school and helping us celebrate teachers, helping us celebrate students, and really helping us create a culture that should be in place in every elementary in the world. So we thank you, we love you. If there's anything that I can do um, for you all, please do not hesitate to let me know. I have three boys and I try to train them up. So uh, we can always help out and volunteer, and I I love being a part of this community. But again, thank you so much for all the things that you're doing for our school because I'm telling you, it's just a different place in four years because of the things that you're doing. So thank you again, and and thank you for giving me um, a moment this morning. Mr. Ash and Striplin Elementary are absolutely awesome. Uh, Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come together to worship today. Pray right now, you are calm, our hearts and our minds, help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. It's a beautiful morning, Jay, isn't it? I think we need to stand and sing today, don't you? I love it. Yeah, I just like getting to see everybody's pretty faces out there. It's so nice. Yes, if you would, please stand and sing with us. Count on one thing The same God that never fails Will not fail me now You won't fail me now In the waiting The same God who's never late Is working all things out Working all things out 
seated. Welcome. I want to add my welcome to Pastor Andy's welcome. We're so glad to see you here. Um, I can see a lot of your faces now. Uh, we are, some of us are still wearing masks. Uh, I suggest you wear a mask if you haven't had a vaccination. Uh, CDC has lifted the mask guidelines. We're still respecting social distance for people that, that need that and feel more comfortable that way. So um, we welcome everybody. That's the main point. And we're glad that you're here. We welcome you. If you're watching with us online, say hello to us. Say uh, good morning. Say praise the Lord, whatever you want to say this morning. But if you like and you share our service this morning, then all of your friends get to see it too. So we just, we just increase our reach when you do that. Uh, our children are about to go uh, with Miss Catherine to Children's Church. So here they go. There goes Kyle Bush in his M&M jersey. All right. Here we go. All right. We love children here, and Mr. Ash has already uh, talked about how we, we love our children. We love our elementary kids at Stripling. We love our kids here. We love uh, our community, and we love it when you help support. So keep giving uh, we have offering plates here if you want to drop an offering there if you want to give online if you want to go and use your church app uh, that's a great way to give but we're going to pray now we're going to pray that god will bless all of the ways that you give and all of uh, the gifts will bring glory to him let's pray dear lord we thank you for the way that you bless us the way that you keep on giving to us 
We thank you for your great, great faithfulness. And Lord, we celebrate. We celebrate the ways that we are connected to each other and to you and to our community. So take these tithes and offerings, Lord. Take these gifts. Take us and use it all for your kingdom's glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
I want to say thank you again to our, our praise team. We've got a great praise team. And uh, if you, for, for any of you that's ever had to, to get up and try to preach, and, and the, the music and the worship and praise just kind of makes you feel like you just lifted up to, to heaven and you're ready to go. Uh, it's a wonderful experience. It's great, isn't it, Pastor Andy? Where are you? It's great. And then, on the other hand, it's just like if, if the music is really bad and depressing and everything, you feel like, oh, no, now I've got to get up and preach after that. So I appreciate the, the atmosphere that we have in worship uh, in both of our services and in all of our services. So our scripture today is, is Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. The words are going to be up on the screen. If, you have your, if you're worshiping at home uh, on your couch in your pajamas and you grab your Bible, that's great. Or you can follow it up, up on the screen there. Or you can just listen. Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all the things Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, it's not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee... Why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. One of the perks of, of being a United Methodist pastor is that it makes you automatically a member of the United Methodist Women. And he say, but wait, Pastor Sam, you're not a woman. I know, but why would I let that stand in the way of getting to hang out with a bunch of cool, mission-minded people and getting to eat a bunch of really good food? I would never let that stand in the way, right? That's a no-brainer in my book. Uh, last Monday, the UMW had their, their lunch, their luncheon, which I'm all about, man. And this time, we had it at the Beautiful Rainbow Cafe. Have any of y'all ever been to the Beautiful Rainbow Cafe? Raise your hand if you've been. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's just located right down here at our own Gaston Public Library. And I want to tell you about the, the cafe. It's open for lunch, usually not on Mondays. They opened up special for our UMW. But the food, man, the food is all garden to table. They literally have their own garden. It's garden to table. It's always fresh. It's always creative. It's vegetarian based. But even if you're, even if you're a meat eater, you're going to love it. Oh, man, the food is, the service, the service is unbeatable. You will be so well taken care of. 
So all of, I, all of the things I just said, that's enough for you to put that on the list of places that you want to go and eat for lunch. But all of that uh, put together is not the most important reason that you should go to the beautiful Rambo Cafe. It's not the most important, beautiful, life-changing thing about this cafe. The most important, wonderful thing about this it is that it is a program for adolescents with significant cognitive disabilities in the Gadsden City School System. And this program teaches these young adults how to grow their own vegetables, how to prep them, how to cook them, how to um, serve and wait tables, how to take care of the money. This program essentially prepares these young people, these students, for creative, fulfilling, meaningful employment in their community for when they get out of the schools. It, it keeps them uh, engaged. It gives them a sense of pride. It gives them a self-confidence. They get a paycheck. They learn how to set up a bank account, how to establish a budget. Um, they learn how to save money, and when you talk with them, they will proudly tell you about their award-winning food and because they get to be creative, and it is wonderful. Doesn't that sound great? Doesn't that sound awesome? You know, I'm a formal special ed teacher, and, and so uh, excuse me if I get a little excited about this, but I just think it's, I think it's revolutionary, really. And you know how it got started? It got started the way, well, just about every revolution gets started. Uh, I've got three ingredients for a revolution I want to share with you this morning. The first ingredient you need is somebody that sees a need out there and is willing to do something about it. Uh, Chip Rowan was a special education teacher at Litchfield Middle School. And Chip noticed something. He noticed that a lot of his students with special needs were going all the way through school and getting all the way out of school and not getting a job and just basically sitting at home. And that wasn't acceptable to him. It's just not acceptable. So Chip had this crazy idea of opening a laboratory kitchen in his classroom. <laughs> And, and, growing and, and growing some food and starting a catering business there in his own class, middle school classroom. And uh, he went to the special ed coordinator and she said, you know, that sounds just crazy enough to work. And that's how it started. And then they kind of expanded and wanted to start a cafe. And, and they went to the public library to see if they could just kind of have a little booth. And you know what our public library did? They said, we've got this whole big space back here that we're just using kind of for storage. What if you just kind of made it into a cafe? And with the help of some local businesses and some grants and everything and generous people in the community, the beautiful Rambo Cafe started. And I want to tell you, when you hear Chip talk about this program, you will see somebody who is obviously totally committed to these students and their success in life. Totally committed. And that's the second ingredient to a revolution is after you have somebody that sees a need and they want to do something about it, you have to have folks that are just willing to pour out their lives, to pour out their lives to see it become a success. So what happens when you have those two things going for you? When you have somebody that sees a need and they're willing to do something about it and then they're just willing to pour out their lives. What happens then is a powerful, powerful witness. That's the third ingredient for revolution. A powerful witness. And lives are changed. Lives are changed forever. The scripture that we read this morning um, happened, well, it reminds us that after Jesus rose from the dead, sometimes we have Easter Sunday and we think, up from the grave he rose, yay, Jesus rose from the dead. 
and then we're going to move on. But after Jesus rose from the dead, it, he appeared not just to his disciples, but to many, many people, to hundreds of people. And for 40 days, he taught his followers uh, about the kingdom of God for 40 days. Now, I don't know about you. I've had a lot of good teachers across the years. I've had some bad ones too, but I've had a lot of good teachers across the years. But can you imagine having 40 days with the risen Christ teaching you about the kingdom of God? I can't, it blows my mind to think about that. And then it came time for, for Jesus to ascend back to heaven. This is Ascension Sunday, by the way. We just like to celebrate everything around here. This is Ascension Sunday, the Sunday before Pentecost. And Jesus told the disciples, wait here in Jerusalem for the promise of the Holy Spirit. And so now the disciples, one of them, I, don't, I can see them raising their hand, asked Jesus a question. They said, Lord, is this the time when you're going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Have you ever read something and thought, Jesus must have slapped his head and thought, y'all, you just, just entirely missed the whole point. Uh, because Jesus, all of these years, all, if you just walk back through the Gospel of Luke, you see all of the things that, that Jesus did in teaching them about the kingdom of God. The very first thing he said in Luke 4, his first sermon, he says, the kingdom of God is here. I've got to go preach the kingdom of God. He said in the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor, for to them belongs the kingdom of God. He said in Luke 7, he who is least in the kingdom of God is great. And he said, the kingdom of God has come near to you. In chapter 10, in chapter 11, he taught the disciples to pray. He said, when you pray, pray this way. Thy kingdom come, right? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He said in Luke 11, any kingdom divided against itself will fall. Seek first the kingdom, Jesus said. And in Luke 12, fear not, little flock, for the Father has gladly chosen to give you the kingdom, he said. In Luke 12, he said, Whoever doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter into it. He said, It's harder for a, a rich man to get into the kingdom of God than it is for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. He told Pontius Pilate, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom was of this world, my followers would take up swords and fight for me. So are you getting the idea that Jesus talked a lot about the kingdom of God? He did. I could have said more. And still his disciples, right before the ascension, thought that now is going to be the time that Jesus would drive out the Roman Empire and establish a physical kingdom in Jerusalem. You see, the kingdom of God is bigger than that. Someday Jesus will come back. That's what the angels told the disciples. Why are you standing around looking up into heaven? One day Jesus is going to come back and he's going to establish his kingdom here on earth. But don't stand around looking up into the sky. It's not for you to know the times. It's not for you to know the seasons. Anybody who tells you that they do know when Jesus is coming back is pulling your leg. Don't listen to them. But here's the important thing, y'all. Jesus' final instructions. You know, a person's last words are always extremely important. You need to listen to them. And here's what Jesus said in Acts 1.8. It's revolutionary. I want you to catch that. It's revolutionary. It's world-changing. You will receive power, Jesus said. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses. You will. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem. I can see somebody raising their hand. You mean in Jerusalem? Because you see it's crowded and I don't really like cities that much. And Jesus like, no. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, they're my people too. And all Judea, I, hold on a second. I'm not real fond of Judea. Jesus, uh, you know, they talk different out there, and I, I'm, not, I'm not about, I'm, I'm from, I just, I don't like, no, you will go to Judea. And Jesus continues, in Samaria, hold on a second, 
hold on, Jesus, Samaria. None of us like those Samaritans. None of us like those, those guys. That we're, we, we can't stand them. And Jesus said, you know what? The kingdom of God is bigger than your preferences. So you're going to go to Samaria too. In fact, you're going to go to the ends of the earth. You're going to go to the ends of the earth. Revolution. Remember the three ingredients of a revolution? You have to see a need and be willing to do something about it. Well, Jesus saw the need. He saw the need was that the good news needs to be taken to the ends of the earth. Everybody needs to hear the good news. And then the second ingredient is to have people, to have people that are totally committed and willing to pour their lives out to see it happen. And Pastor Sam, what does it mean to say totally committed? You're just using religious words here. Totally committed. I want you to think about your breakfast plate. If you eat, if you eat bacon and eggs. I had cereal, but if you eat bacon and eggs on your breakfast plate, the chicken was somewhat invested in your breakfast. The pig was totally committed. You see the difference? Revolution requires people that are totally committed. You'll be, as a matter of fact, Jesus said, when he said, you'll be my witnesses, he used the, word, the Greek word martus. Um, martus means one who remembers and confirms, but it also means one who is willing to suffer and die for the message. He is, you get the word martyr from that, right? He said, you'll, you got to give your life to this. You can't be slightly invested in it. You've got to be totally committed to it. You've got to pour your life out when you're taking this good news to the world. And then that's what they did. You know, they became powerful witnesses. And they turned the world upside down. They turned the world upside down. And 2,000 years later, here we are. Here we are. Because somebody told somebody, and then somebody told somebody else. So will you be a witness? Will you be a witness? I, I, you, you do it all the time already. See, I gave you an example, and I was telling you about the beautiful Rainbow Cafe, and now all of you want to go eat there. I'm just saying, spinach and sweet potato lasagna... Trace leche's cake. So you already do that all the time. You, you, you tell somebody the good news about something. You find a cool store. You find a cool website. You, you find somebody that gives you really good service somewhere, and, and you tell. You tell. You go about and tell people. I'm talking about something bigger. I'm talking about something bigger than your preferences. I'm talking about something bigger than your comfort zone. Right? Being a witness of the good news. It connects us to all of the other witnesses of the good news from that day, that first day of Pentecost on. It connects us to each other and it changes lives. I want to close by telling you about my friend Hal. Uh, when Hal was a college student, uh, how was a very cynical and angry and unhappy young man. He had been through some rough things in his life. Uh, he had gone to church a little bit when he was growing up, but, you know, he didn't have a real, a real good childhood. And, and actually, he was hurt by people in the church that he had been taken to some. And... By the time he went to college, he had decided he didn't need church. He didn't need God. As a matter of fact, he decided that there just probably wasn't a God at all. He was a self-described atheist when he went to college. Hal had a part-time job at a fast food restaurant while he was going to college. Um, and at this fast food restaurant was a, an older African-American woman who kind of took Hal under her wing, um, and here's what she used to do. 
Uh, while she was working in the kitchen cooking, she sang gospel songs. And uh, while she was back there, uh, she prayed, and when she prayed, she prayed out loud. And she talked to God like God was standing right there by her by the deep fryer. And Hal used to tease her about that. And uh, she would just laugh, and Hal would say to her, You know, I don't believe all that stuff. I don't, I don't believe all that God stuff. And she would just laugh, and she would say, That's okay, honey, because God believes in you. And um, so that's how it went. Well, um, as sometimes happens in a person's life, while Hal was in college, he had a great trauma, a great tragedy, a great loss. And he didn't know what to do. He didn't have anywhere to turn. And he tells that, that one night he was laying in his dorm room, and he was crying, and he didn't know where to turn he didn't believe in God. He didn't ever pray. But he remembered, he remembered the lady that he worked with telling him, it's okay, honey, because God believes in you. And so there he was laying on the dorm bed in the middle of the night, and he thought, okay, what have I got to lose? And so there, laying on his dorm bed, he prayed. And here's what he said. He said, God... If you are real, please show me, because I need you. And you know what? God heard, and God answered. And Hal became a follower of Jesus. Hal would go on to become a powerful witness. Hal would, Hal would go on to... Uh, go into the ministry himself, and Hal would spend the rest of his life pouring out his life as a witness. As a witness. Now, how do I know that story? I know that story because Hal told it to me. You know, how does the good news get passed on? It gets passed on by people like you and me passing it on. Does that sound crazy? Well, it might just be crazy enough to work. Let's pray. Lord, we, we thank you so much for your Holy Spirit that empowers us, that gives the good news to us. We thank you so much for the people that have uh, taken the time out of their lives to share good news with us. Lord, we thank you that you've given us something to do. To see a need out and, and, and to be willing to do something about it. And not just to be slightly invested into it, but to, but to be willing to pour our lives out to see a difference to be made. God, make us your witnesses. Witnesses of the good news so that lives would be changed, so that you would be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen.
have um, a special treat this morning. Uh, I'm glad you stuck around for this. And if you're home, don't look, wait, don't, 
don't go run and eat brunch yet or anything. Stick around. Um, Kennedy and Kendra, will y'all come up? Kennedy and Kendra Seltzer have been part of our, our church and our Mosaic family. And, oh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, Kennedy's been running around here since she was a little ninth grader in, in Pastor Andy's youth group. And uh, Kendra, I, I didn't know until... I, I met her, but Miss um, Susan Swan back there used to haul Kendra around in the back of her van going to softball games and things like that with her, Jennifer. So, I mean, they have all kinds of connections here. Today, they're enjoy, uh, joining our church family, and I'm so happy. Uh, little Atticus Finch will be born pretty soon. Uh, Pastor Andy, will you come up? I, I want Pastor Andy to, uh, to give them the, the vows of church membership today. Because yeah, he, these, these I are know my these are your family. These are your friends. Like like he said, Kennedy went to youth group here forever. So many of you know her. So I'm gonna ask you two questions. Um, as members of Christ Universal Church, will you be loyal to the United Methodist Church and do all in your power to strengthen its ministries? Okay. Here's the second questions. Uh, as members of this congregation, will you be faithful to participate in its ministries? by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. Well then, welcome. Welcome to you, and, and you uh, send greetings to them uh, if you're watching online. And if you're here, come and say hello. Uh, you can do a socially distanced hello, that's okay, but, but let them know how, how glad you are they've joined our family. Now, I want to ask you to do something that we, we don't do every Sunday, but today is Ascension Sunday. So will you stand and will you face um, the resurrection window? And I like to think of this as the Ascension window, too, because it kind of looks like that. And we are going to receive the benediction um, by imagining Jesus saying to us, Now you have received power since the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses unto the ends of the earth. Now go and be my witnesses. Amen.